but we're just going to do our best and let's just not do an hour and a half in case it's unless it's going great the caliendo cast with frank caliendo john holmes you know what that's good enough well it's already not going great <laughs> well what do you logically let's just start so what, what no we don't need to clap john there's no cameras we're in different rooms we're well, not I'm even different rooms camera. we're in different states aren't we i can see the camera yes estates that's what people are going to love hearing us brag about we're bunkers Este no est estadas we are in las estadas estadios no, so we are, uh, there are technical issues. We are abiding by the self-quarantine rules of the kingdom. Um, we're, and I don't want to make, I guess I don't even want to make fun of it. We're just trying to, uh, to be a part, do our part, do our part and not yeah. mess around and be out there out and about and uh, starting issues. John, let's get into this right away. We're missing Scott. Scott technologically could not figure out three or four different things. Jose, Jose wanted to be on, and too nice, uh, too nice definitely. Oh, that's right. <laughs> is that what you said? What did you say? Yeah, I said too Mexican. Oh, what? Well, oh. too, too nice is what it should have. That's how it that's translates. It, yeah, that's a translation. See, here's the funny thing about that. I figured that's what you would have said, and yeah. then I couldn't believe you said too nice. So I should have just understood. That so was we, the shocking part. We may have some audio uh, echoing going on and other issues. Uh, we apologize for that in advance. It just is what it is at this time. We wanted to do something because the uh, podcast is uh, going gangbusters, doing well, and you guys as an audience are letting us know on social media, even though John has no idea what social media is. Don't uh, want to. Are you, who's typing? Who's typing? Who's typing? Yeah, Me, sorry. Be rich. Toledo, can you get... He, he does this on my show, too. He does the whole time. You're looking like, <laughs> what are you doing? And he's playing pinball in the hallway, <laughs> and he's, he's looking up at recipes while we're trying to work, and then they're printing... I'll get a printout in the middle of the show behind me. I'm like, what's going on behind me? And it's chicken Florentine. <laughs> Manicotti. Manicotti. <laughs> At least you're honest. You don't deny it either. As soon as you said it, as soon as you said it, I was thinking, uh, Tony Stark, that man's playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So, yeah, you Can are, I ask this real quick? Yeah. We're on this thing and I know people can't see it, but it's weird. Why are Salehi and Toledo so against their faces? I'm looking at two ceiling fans and like a hovering severed head of, of Sean. Why do you Just need to see us? We're going to do the FaceTime. Thing. I don't know. It's weird. To, like, <laughs> looking at your ceiling fan. Why have it? Why not just make a phone call? When we were doing uh, Alan Frank all the time and R Richard Page would get on Big Dick Toledo, uh, he would always do that, leave it on the faced up toward the fan yeah, and I didn't know if he died. And sometimes you just hear stuff <laughs> in the background, pe people yeah. yelling at each other. And, and as a guy who's running a show, Frank, the last thing you want is the guy on remote. And this is a good way for people to learn that uh, we're on to you when you work from home. And yeah, just because FaceTime's on when you point it at the fan, I assume you're in the pool or doing something else. There's uh, just be on it when you're supposed to be. So the reality of today is that we're going to be used to or be getting used to doing these where we're all remote. There won't be quite the camaraderie and John and I going off on crazy tangents because we'll be sighing at each other because of a slight delay, probably. The new normal, though, Frank, we might find timing. What? Who came and up? And then again, maybe... I, no, you're doing what? it. Took me a second to realize <laughs> you're just a jackass. 
I think this is Scott's idea after I made the whole comment of we only care about people who are presently in the room. And so he made yeah. sure all of us were not going to be presently in you, the room. You know yeah. he's really upset that you're in right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's what More makes upset. this so great. But no, More but the part at the fact you said he had to be in. Scott, you're not in, but we need Salehi was like an actual text. <laughs> no, that was not the text. <laughs> it was it was similar to the text. Yeah. If you're gonna quote my text, no, uh, we, I was I tried everything I could. I'm gonna work with Scott on trying to figure it out, but for some reason, his was not connecting. And a, a, after about a half an hour, I just reached my limit of I don't care anymore. We're just doing this so we get something out. We're also gonna try and pump out a few more uh, or a couple more in a week and do a little bit more. Um, and uh, everybody will get in eventually, but I just can't spend that much because then I'll be flustered and I won't have any interest in doing the actual show. <laughs> and I, that always happens. I just get so mad. And then uh, yep. you know, the rest of the time I'm Lewis Black because you're stupid. <laughs> so, But this is the new normal now, Frank. This is where we're at. This is what happens when everybody has to comply and do their thing. And it still feels weird, but I think we're all kind of adapting nicely. It's it's an odd. Is, okay, so let's let's focus on that for a second. Adapting, it, isn't that weird to feel like you're adapting to it? That's almost yeah. scary to me in the first place. Now, if you go back in time, uh, this is the I guess without the technology, but this is how people actually were. People lived further apart from each other they didn't talk to each other we have the communication but people didn't interact as much as we do on a daily basis with other people right they would have to go to town go back to their farm that's kind of what it's going to be like for a while yeah i find it weird though that we're a society of people that won't take our faces out of a phone won't take our faces out of an ipad but the second people say like hey guys don't interact we start going well i need to be around people Right. Run it's yeah, the weirdest thing because I was out. They become indignant about it. Yeah, I was riding my bike and there are hundreds of people working out riding uh, right now and hiking. And I'm like, if the government told you guys, hey, everybody, the cure for this is working out, we'd sit on the couch. It's like we're doing the exact opposite of everything they want us to do. Because just, just to show that we're that. Nobody ever wanted to work out this much. Most people were quarantining themselves before this thing even existed and they didn't realize it. They spent eight hours on the couch binging witchers well it's, and it's, now it's like no i won't do it i think it's part of that people feel like they have a freedom and now they don't have that freedom so they want to exercise that freedom yeah it's yeah it's that weird thing it's what i think it's what you're saying that you never had this inclination to do all these things that you supposedly need to do like you see the 400 pound guys like i can't work out now what am i gonna do <laughs> what am i gonna do i've been waiting six years to start my workout so that's your 400 pound guy character. Yeah, he's actually he's actually got a burger lodged. It was me yeah. 15 years ago. It's the it's Frank. You said let's go back in time, and you did it. I did. Hey guys, my esophagus is struggling to let my voice box work. Here's a guy who gets paid in hamburgers. <laughs> I would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> so honestly, I, when when I think about this, I I see the whole idea of, well, we're not going to get a chance to do this later, so let's do it now kind of thing. Because, you know, we're as a, we as a society now like to push things off. Oh, like you all said, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And now you feel, okay, I don't know if I can go out uh, to the beach later. I don't know if they're going to all close them down. Obviously, they have. 
And you saw that whole thing in Florida where there was hundreds of thousands of spring breakers out there. And that frustrates me as a member of that generation because yeah. that makes this generation, my generation, look so bad when you have that many idiots out there just blatantly yeah. acting 20 year olds, 20, 18 yeah. to 24 has never looked good. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so, Sean, the struggle that's, that's is fair. real. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Cause I mean, think of Woodstock. Everybody hated those people at the time. We revere them now, yeah. but then it was just these filthy hippies wrecking a park. And now, you know, it's like the greatest moment in musical history. So yeah. don't worry about being part of that generation. My generation sucked too. And, you know, you just grow out of it, and then we start hating you, and you give us reason to hate ourselves. And, the, and the clock, and, and then the, the miserable bitch of time just keeps trudging <laughs> past us. I think there are... Uplifting. I think there are a lot of... You really, you really got us going. Thanks for the... I don't know what I like less. I don't know what I like less. Scott Long technology, or you talking about younger generations? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time we face it, Frank. It's... Younger generation talk time. <laughs> but here's, I think that there's some, uh, there's some truth to the fact that it's not just one generation. That generation just congregates together in large places. I think all age groups are out to uh, screw the government, screw this, screw that. And yeah. uh, we all have a little bit of that hard-headedness. You and I did even at the beginning because you don't understand everything that's going on. It's, it's hard to comprehend everything because yeah. we're... It's a virus that can be killed by soap and water on your hands. Yeah. So that makes you go, well, it's not that bad. It attacks more old people than young. They find it attacking some younger people. I, I think the Republicans didn't even care. And this is not a political podcast, but I think the Republicans didn't even care until they realized the old people were a lot of their voters and they wanted to keep them yeah. alive. Yeah. Well, there was a huge moment where Fox News switched its tune, I think, and I think you oh, and yeah. talked about Washington, it. Realized- the Washington Post put out a video that showed it incredibly. Just It was like a, maybe a seven-day period, and it was all of these different yeah. anchors for Fox News. This was their statement last week. This is what they're saying now. Thank you, eyebrows. <laughs> well, here's what I was going to say. Look out, Scott Long. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a, a, a Peter Travers Rolling Stone review of Salehi. <laughs> All you need to do, Sean, is now lean into the camera. <laughs> Look out, Best. Scott Long, because Salehi is the future. <laughs> but no, the, uh, it's funny because I've been I've been talking to people about it and uh, doctors and stuff, and I've had my eyes open. I'm still stubborn about it because I really don't think I think it is pretty safe for the mo- most part. But it spreads so easy. And the problem that I'm having is people that are being indignant are, are, pardon my French, fucking up my retirement so badly. So let's speed up the process. Whatever it takes to get back to the old normal where our money counts again. Uh, I have a cop friend who told me he had uh, to go over to a strip club. And they were letting 35 people in at a time. And it was packed. And there were 30 people outside. And they started you know, fighting and stuff. And he goes, it's, it's this one small group of people that are going to make it so the states have to go all on lockdown that just refuse to participate. And that's the problem. If we all kind of get in line, and I know that sounds awful to say, but any government, anything, but do it and it'll just go away faster. The muffins are out of the tin. Your, your disobedience means nothing. I never thought I'd hear you say if we would all just go in lockstep with the government. I know, please, just for my sake. Well, everybody's everybody's saying, "What about me?" I'm, I have to work like four more years now if this continues. I don't want to. Yeah, there's. 
I think, and I'm I'm not a anti-government. I'm a person who worries about the government. And this went in small increments, and we can all see it. So I don't feel it's like somebody's trying to uh, encroach upon all our liberties for no reason whatsoever. I think yeah. there is a reason behind it, and that, that that reason makes sense. And it is about getting back to that old-timey society type of feeling where we are all one group of people. We aren't a group of individuals. This is a society that needs to work together to build the church to build yeah. something together you can't just to rely on Amish. <laughs> Amish <people. laughs> if we I all come out right. of this with a beard and no mustache i'm not shaving the fun part is is that to go back to what this podcast is about the day i worry about the government is when i watch donald trump say nancy pelosi's doing a great job oh boy i'm scared to death of whatever just happened because did he that say that we've got yeah we've got big trouble when he's like, Pelosi's done a great job. Her and Chuck Schumer working very hard to get this this budget passed. And he still throws in a shot, but he he needs that stimulus thing. And they're they're not being as mean as usual, I'll say. They're working together. A lot of them are like, hey, we'll make this happen. Because that, they're both, both their asses are on the line. That means it's a bigger problem if they're working it's together. huge. Because that they aren't. They, they hate each other. <laughs> I wanted to start calling it Madame Tuchot. Was doing a wonderful. <laughs> I love her when she comes to life through the magic of sorcery and it does something. <laughs> She's an unbelievable figurine. She does great things. I'm very happy with it. What if he called it's it good. Nancy Tussosi? <laughs> the wax Nancy, museum lady. Nancy Dussault from Too Close for Comfort. She played the wife of Ted Knight. <laughs> Big pull. Deep pull, write it down, Salehi. Yeah. No one will remember it. I got I one already. Salehi, you got uh, grad- Gladly Pay You Tuesday for a hamburger today? Oh, yeah. No. Uh, well, is it's a slogan from a fast food restaurant, maybe? Oh, oh exactly no. it. Actually, 100%. It turned into one. It did it really? They tried, they tried to open Wimpy's restaurants in, I think, the Midwest and East for a while. All right, go from Wimpy. You got what you know what Wimpy is? Sean Salehi, no. our intern from the airport. From the future. 22 years old. <laughs> Neckbeard, Andrew Luckish, but without the talent. He's got David Carr's eyebrows because that's all he'll show us on Facebook. <laughs> he does have Carr, the top of Carr's Man. head. Yeah. Yes. Just just do the top of Carr's head and Gruden will give him a speech. Dave, Get down there. Wrong Carr, man. That's Derek, my son, man. My son. Is he my son now, man? I got to <laughs> oh think God. of the oh, words before the Sam. Car. Hey, hey, so, Soleil, send me a Twinkie, man. I need some sugar. <laughs> So Wimpy, low. Wimpy was a guy, uh, a character on Popeye, who would, okay. uh, who didn't apparently didn't have a job, but just wanted hamburgers. Oh it's Baxter. Oh my God! It is Baxter. <laughs> you live with Wimpy, the guy who lives in my basement. Mm, I <laughs> would gladly Baxter. pay you Tuesday <laughs> for a hamburger today. Is it Tuesday or Thursday? I can't. I keep Tuesday. Um, it Always is Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, I thought yeah. it was, but I want to make sure. On that, you know who would not know that Scott Long. Yeah, he doesn't know what Tuesdays are. <laughs> Tuesdays with Maury. <laughs> All right, so talk about a little bit of this, John. You talked to you were at your your fighting gym. Um, yeah, and you ran into a Russian doctor that explained some yeah. stuff to you, which I found very interesting. Well, not only that, there's been a couple people I've talked to through friends who are doctors, but they basically, like you were saying earlier, it's like a virus that seems 
less than scary. But here's, I think we talked a little about it before, but he explained, and some another doctor did as well, what novel viruses are. And uh, basically the practice of a wet market is what causes this most of the time. We've had three of the last novel viruses come from a Chinese wet market. Real quick, back in the 70s, they used to have problems with their food being tainted through transport. So the Chinese government allowed wet markets, which are markets where, let's say, the four of us go to go grab some meat. They'll kill the cow in front of you and give it to you to prove that the meat was done fresh in front of you. Now the transport's your fault. So these wet markets are filled with disease. And this one was another wet market thing where it started where they started the cut. So what it, it is is the disease, the virus comes from the the conditions at these wet markets and comes right from person or from animal to person. Our bodies don't have a DNA code to fight a novel virus. Novel meaning it's never been in human form before. So now the human body says, I have something of a virus that I don't recognize, and it takes all, as far as I understand it. Now, don't quote me because I'm trying to just remember what he said. You said it quote takes, you on this? You quote me immediately. It takes all of your body's immune system and attacks the new thing it doesn't know how to attack. And it takes all its resources. So, therefore, people with compromised health, their immune system leaves what's wrong with them and goes right to the thing. And that's only in certain cases, but it's it's devastating to somebody with respiratory issues or uh, heavily medicated with cancer or fresh off an operation or something like that. So the body just fires down. It, it would be like if you got shot, everything your body's got goes to that wound. It'll 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 go away from your cancer, your your uh, illnesses, and it'll fight that wound until it does what it can because it can coagulate blood and it'll fight until it can't fight you die or it gets better would it be but, very similar yeah. I, i'm going to cut you off here for a second john would it be very similar to sean soleil he picking up his phone walking around right now opening up <laughs> cracking open a can yes. of coke and all i can do yes. is focus on him and not listen to any of your information right and trust me my eyes were down left to sean's eyebrow cam and i watched that whole thing happen and it was it was very distracting and then you heard the mute button yeah man now, Scott Long has never looked so good. He's back. <laughs> yeah, Travers. The sequel was not as good. <sighs> so the bottom line, bottom line is, and again, I don't want to be preachy about it. I've tried this. I did it Friday on the radio show. Is It essentially is something your body doesn't have a genetic code to disarm. So it throws, it would be if, if we were at a, if we're at war and Baltimore's under attack. And then Florida said, hey, we've got something coming in. And every member of the military went to Florida. Baltimore's dead. So it essentially leads the thing that it can work on to fight this new thing it has no concept of figuring out. So it's very dangerous to doctors because they're like, the spread is so easy. My dogs, that's Megan. Oh, that's yours. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So the spread is so easy. And the last thing they want to do is, is just let it go all over the place because it's it's too hard to stop when it's not in a person. So it's just so easily spread. They're like, just stay away from each other for 14 days. If we all just listen, it would eliminate itself. That's too much to ask. So basically it has to be dealt with very strictly because the medical people are having trouble. Like they're saying, please stay away. This isn't necessary. You, you know, your flu is bad, but unless it's just really killing you, don't come in. And they don't want you there because it's just the spread is so fast. And I, 
it, you know, it got through my lunkhead that basically I don't want to be the guy that that will live from it, but carry it around. My father-in-law has compromised health. Uh, a couple, my brother-in-law has compromised health. I'm not going to be around them, but I certainly don't want other people being cavalier enough thinking, well, it can't happen to me. I know Frank. I know Rich. That's why we're not in the same room tonight. We're all pretty sure we're safe, but would you? Wouldn't you be miserable if you were the guy that brought it in and found out that Salehi's grandmother's visiting and? And, you know, the trickle down is that. So it's just a, it's just a way to finally be kind. People always talk about being kind to each other. And I'm the last guy to be a proponent of that. But this is the best way to do it. It's just kind of back You just off. get to a certain point where you go, I, I, just have to, I just have to be a part of this. I don't want to be the person right. messing around, ruining somebody else. Like you're saying, it's that, okay, we're a group – and I, I don't, I don't want to be preachy on this podcast either. We're, we're, the reason we're doing a little bit more of this kind of talk today is because we're going to set uh, the standard of what we're going to do from now on. We're, we're going to um, make sure that we are complying, uh, and even complying sure. has such a connotation that's almost negative. Setting an example. We're yeah, setting okay. an example. So we're setting that example, which I think is important. Um, and uh, but we're also going to be comedic. We're going to mess around, and as we go, I, I have a feeling this is going to be weeks. I don't think this is going to be yeah. two weeks. I think it's going to be a month or two months because they're not going to be able to get enough people to set examples. Right. Uh, right. And it's going to take a little bit longer. I know schools. Some of the schools and some of the states are saying they're done for a while. Um, what was that sound? What was that? Was that? Sorry, that was me. Just, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys! What is this stern? You know what it is? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're driving me nuts, Robin. It's driving me crazy. I don't understand. Uh, oh, this is the way the doctor put it to me, Frank. Also, he said, uh, it's, and it was funny that he said it because I wanted to tell you this and I haven't. He said, it's, uh, it's disruptive to be the guy that doesn't want to help with this, even if he disagrees. It's the same as a heckler in a comedy club. It's like everybody's there oh, for one yeah. reason, and you stand up and start barking. So the people who want to do their jobs can't. And maybe he can quell the room with some stuff, but he certainly disrupted the flow and made everything last a little longer. And I bet and like, the people man, who perfect. I bet the people who are doing this are the people who heckle in comedy clubs. Yeah, they're the trolls of the internet. They're the you know who else it is? People who have nothing to lose. I mean, when I've talked to my cop buddies, he's like, "Look, not to make it a class fair thing, but people without four hundred one ks are not in the stock market aren't resonating with the idea that the economy's going bad. They go check to check anyway. They've always felt like this." Uh, the people who live check to check have never felt anything different than what we all are kind of feeling now. What's going to happen? Well, next. over fifty percent of the country, I believe, believe lives check to check. Yeah, it's but I mean, pe people who've never saved or done anything like that aren't resonating with. Oh my God, we're losing our our four hundred one ks or whatever. They don't. That doesn't hit them. And that's not a you know poor people don't get it thing. That's a there's a like you said, fifty percent of this country is just waiting for next Friday. Well, same with, same with the generation. I mean, my generation doesn't have to worry about that kind of stuff right now, especially people who are between 20 and 25. They're not yeah. worrying about retirement or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but Sean, that doesn't mean that you don't, don't realize that it exists. You're, you're a college student, and some of the people that are in the lower class, like what they're talking about, have no concept of it. You're yeah. at least a college student, and you have a concept of what what it means to save and what it means to plan for the future. There yeah, are the good. Right. They're not. They're not. They're not affected by it the same way somebody yeah. in their forties are. I that's guess that's the same, same way somebody in their sixties are. So, yeah. I one of the things that I've been struggling with is I like the I like the fact, and we're we're kind of doing it on this podcast, but we're doing it on our 
normal manner where we mess around a little bit, get to some information, mess around. Have you seen some of the le- celebrities doing just the oh. dire, really oh, sad? I, I, I don't know what good that does. I, it just it feels bad. I do. It's the it's the thing that I hate the most about social media. And when you introduced me and said he'll never know what it is, that's a fact. I I completely agree with Jesselneck that when bad things happen, people turn their social media into, yeah, but has anybody thought of me? Yeah. What about me? And there's a whole bunch of, look how sad I am. And I'm like, oh my God, if if Christy Teigen's that sad, I need to be that sad or I look like I don't care. So then it's a sad off. And I like this. This is the way most people are. It's like, I don't get it. I don't understand this. But if I want to learn how to play baseball, I'm not going to ask a janitor. I'm going to ask a baseball player and doctors told me you don't get it. Please help us out. And I will. That's as simple as it is. Yeah. I, I don't want to see people do that sad thing. I don't think that helps. I don't. I, it's not sad. It's not sad yet to a group of people that have lost someone. It is, but it isn't a sad. Oh my God, we're losing every, it's a very hopeful thing to say, look how well we work together. I mean, literally most of the country, most people are doing it. I mean, there's a big population of like, hey, guys, we can pull together and make this happen. And it's really not that tough. It just goes to show you how easy life is in the United States right now. We have a cake life. Look what we're doing right now. This is incredible. So we're really just inconvenienced right now. It will get sad if it continues on. But, yeah, the sad thing is is trying to play, is trying to act and get clicks and followers and that just makes yeah i can't i can't do it i'm i'm going the opposite way and having more fun and some people have gotten on me about it and i'm just like listen unfollow me block me whatever but people need to have uh toledo and i talked about this earlier when we were trying to set things up um that you know you're hearing this at the radio station as well people get this level of comfort from the fact that we're continuing to go on and I think that's important. I, I think that people see you going, you know, we're not making any money on this. We're doing this no. for fun. We're doing this to build an audience. Uh, it's a future kind of thing, but there's no money being made on this right now. We're not, I don't even think, I mean, technically we're not even trying to make money. I think we're getting to a point where we're closer where we could, but it's almost like, Hey, let's see if we can get this thing right. big enough where people start coming after us and asking for it. Right. And well, I find it, I, can, I kind of find it comforting to continue doing it. I enjoy this. So in a, in a selfish way, this is normal for me. Like I like doing my radio show because you get emails from people that say, you know what, you're getting me through this. Thanks for being there. And yeah. you occasionally say something that hits home with somebody and you're like, thank you for being a voice of reason or whatever. And I'm not trying to be, I'm just speaking from the heart. So it's, it's fun to keep it normal. Let me ask you yep. this. Have you, hold on, Sean, have you ever, in, in my life, I have never been so compassionate and caring and tried to do things to help other people. <laughs> I honestly Fuck have you, not. Frank. <laughs> now you're doing the thing. Now you're trying no, to be Mr. Compassion. No, no, no. I'm honestly saying Sad that I actually Frank do. Caliendo. I've actually started to care. And that's just, yeah. that's not a good thing to say because that tells everybody how much of an asshole I was before. Because there's Here's the thing. Yeah, I have a reputation of being a guy who's like out for himself and only me and whatever. But when I, I'm the one who finds myself saying, don't be that guy who you don't understand other people's situations. Somebody may really truly be frightened by this. And, and belittling them or making them feel bad makes you a dick. Don't be a dick right now. And it's fun to play like I'm a dick and act like, but I, yeah, I'm with you. I found myself being a voice of compassion a lot. And it's, it's surprising to see the people who aren't. Do you think it'll change you in the future? Or you think you'll go back? Uh, well, here's the thing. I think this is really in like who I am. 
but it's fun to be because it's so counter to what people expect you to say. Right. It's fun to be the guy who's like, I really don't care right. because I am like in a normal situation when everybody should be fending for themselves. I'm all for personal responsibility. But right now I'm preaching more personal responsibility. Like, look, take care of all of us and you'll be okay. It is very selfish still of me why I want this to go the right way. I don't want to get sick. I don't want people around me to get sick. And I want everybody to be normal again. Right. So it is compassion. I guess you can – that's roundabout selfishness. That's selfishness for a means to an end. But it's not selfishness of I'm going to go out and do whatever the hell I want right now. Those are two different types of selfishness. I would – I would love if everybody had the first type of selfishness, the one you talked about, we'd be in a much better situation. And I've had friends who want to, you know, people who want to come over, want to come by. And I'm like, I I just don't want to. Not right now. And you should stay home, too. You know, a guy, a couple of guys I play uh, ping pong with, which if you know anything about me, that's my lifeblood. That's all I really care about outside (laughs) of um, being compassionate and sad. Um, (laughs) But... Uh, I live for that, but you know, you're 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 you've got your hand on the ball. Then you hit the ball. Then you the other person picks up the ball. Yeah, right. you, know, you don't know, and you're in a smaller well, area, yeah, and you're sweating yeah. on the ball, all kinds of stuff. And it's just like, eh, we're just gonna have to wait. Mm. And I, I'm don't, gonna don't search Frank sweating on the ball. <laughs> no, <laughs> please do. Please, but you do. know what it is? It's less compassion. I won't call it compassion. I've found myself being outwardly considerate more than normal and i'm normally considerate but this is one where i'm actually asking other people you be considerate too you don't know i don't know right. salehi's i don't know salehi's situation i don't know toledo's i know it well but i'm not sure that toledo's wife's kids i told toledo like make sure your kids aren't running around with neighbor kids and and being cavalier they're they're, they're young they don't understand and then comes back in the house. Then you come to work. Right. And we've got a guy at work whose 80-year-old mother lives there. And I'm like, that's the kind of thing you need to think of. Four steps down the line. Just be forward thinking. It doesn't mean you have to be compassionate and overly emotional. Just consider it. Think of more than just you for a little bit. And it's hard for me to do. But you just go four steps down the road and you say, I don't really want to be the guy that got my coworker's wife sick because I just didn't feel like it was a big deal. And I think there's an there's an important difference between that and then being paranoid and taking it the next level and you know shutting out the world the people who are hoarding right now in grocery stores and refusing to go outside and stuff like that because that's kind of what's keeping people sane during this time is trying to keep a sense of normalcy. But I mean, it's if if you just be smart and not paranoid, I feel like this will be. A lot smoother of a situation. It'll go faster. Frank, you said something yesterday when we were texting back and forth, and I found it fascinating because we both think that eventually there'll be a celebrity that says they are positive for it (laughs) that gets caught lying. I'm I'm convinced that's 100% The Jesse Smollett of this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so funny. Because there's... Just the fact that we were going back and forth and basically, once again, thinking of it at the same time. Just yeah. <laughs> about how – keep going. I'm sorry. I just love to – No, to, you know, it's 100% right. It, it would be the Smollett thing because if you see the clicks, there's nobody doing anything. The internet is crushing. There's going to be a ton of verified Instagram and uh, Twitter users now that weren't there before because everybody's just kind of fumbling around with their phone trying to twiddle the time away. 
And there's going to be somebody who's going to like, you know, I'm going to use him as an example, but a Corey Haim type that needs attention for what he's trying to accomplish and nobody's looking. I'm not saying he's going to do it. I'm just using him as a that level of celebrity where it wouldn't surprise me if he's like, oh, I have it now. So people look. I mean, Harvey Weinstein has it and people are actually celebrating. But you don't think about other prisoners, guards at the prison, the guards, families. What you're celebrating is fairly horrible. Well, how about that movement that said to move all prisoners out of prison so that until this was over? It's like, where, where are you going to move them? To? What are you going to yeah. do with them? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of dumb ideas, too. But just, yeah, you're right. But I, I can't wait for the first celebrity that comes across and, and has some terrible uh, reaction and they're quarantined and they do updates every day and then it turns out they, they Jesse Smollett it. But how and, are they going to catch them? Because nobody wants to be question. around that person. There's no way. You're right. not going to test them. You're just going to say, doctors are saying, don't come in right now. If you don't feel bad, if you don't, yeah. if you if you're not showing these really terrible end, uh, ends of the spectrum of this, uh, the uh, symptoms, don't come in because you will either get infected by somebody who does have it or you will give it to other people. Well, John has a note that says that he's positive for coronavirus or negative. I'm sorry. But it also says he's positive for a lot of other things. I like that uh, Frank said that because you're right. Uh, Essentially, what Frank just said was you can't prove it. Right. So, Frank, we were talking about how gross it would be if a celebrity did it. You're a celebrity. It can't be proven. (laughs) There he goes. Clicks. Imagine you should do all the celebrities. With uh, coronavirus, trying to get uh, like <laughs> what a fa- what a <laughs> Here, here's a guy. Here's a guy who woke up with a sore throat. There, here's a guy who's got a dry cough and sniffles. I'm dead, and I have it too, John. <laughs> oh, Jim, I'm feeling. Here, Jim, you're gone. You're gonna eat it. You're biting the head off a bat, Jim. Here you go, Jim. Just moments ago, <laughs> I ate a small bat in a Chinese wet market. Let's go out to Dottie as she takes a look. (laughs) Wet market and Gruden sound like perfect. Tell you what, man. It's one of his plays. Dry cough comes from a wet market, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bear market. That's what that is. Bear market. Wet market leads to bear market. Take the bull by the horns. Tell them what our thing was today. I'm so excited about you doing this. It hurts. <laughs> oh, the the the. Uh, I don't want to let that out of the bag yet. Oh no, yeah. Because why not just a teaser for just the podcast people? Uh, just well, let's tell them the basic concept of Bill right. Belichick reading Adam Schefter's tweets. Because earlier in the week, I did Adam Schefter reading Adam Schefter's tweets. Then I did Adam Schefter's tweets being read by Adam Sandler. Yes. And then now it's gonna it's devolving into or evolving into other impressions. One of which I want John to do, which is Adam Schefter's tweets as read by Adam Carolla, which I think would be great. Um, yeah. But you 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 talked about Belichick, and then Belichick just throwing in his own fake news at the end to ruin right. other teams, including Tom. Well, Brady. To ruin Tom Brady. Yeah, just, to ruin just Tom bad Brady. Bad gossip about Tom Brady. I you have to do this like immediately because I'm. I can't wait to see the response because this will go right to Tom Brady. <laughs> and that'll well, that's why I'm waiting thing. a little bit of time so some of these other ones can get aired out before they try and shut me down forever. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's so funny. Uh, it, it was, And people don't realize this. If anybody who listened to the Kevin Pollack episode knows that we go back and forth with the impressions. Kevin used to do that with Dana Carvey. Um, but the deal is this. Uh, 
you are so uh, obsessive compulsive with it that it just doesn't stop. Like <laughs> I got four. Like I might. I didn't go back with any today, and you no. might have given me fifteen. And you're like, yeah, sorry yeah. about this, but here we go again. Oh, I'm done. Yeah. Then another three minutes later, there's another. I put my phone down to come look at how to set this stuff up and keep Scott Long off the podcast, and. <laughs> And I, th- I look, and there's two more, and I just like yeah. this isn't stopping. This is un- yeah. I, like that's the thing that it's also what makes you great because you continually go. And it's been my downfall over the years is <laughs> I just give up and get tired after a little bit. I just I was more excited about it because the idea in my head I can laugh with myself, but if you if you do it, then I know like like I can have more fun giving the ideas. I've always wanted to write for people more than I ever wanted to do. And so giving these things and like having the ability to write these for you and have you, t- I just want you to take this and run. I, I find it to be like perfect <laughs> for what you're wanting to do. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, the only thing about the, the Belichick one is as much, I'm going to do it, but it's so sc- I just worry. Oh God, is somebody going to come after me for this? Cause it's who I just, people are going to say that's not, you know, that's distasteful. That's so it, what it is. That's what makes it funny. And you don't have to be distasteful. He just makes up lies about Tom Brady. And then if they, well, nobody's going to think it's distasteful. I'll do the distasteful ones and you can blame me. Yeah, people uh, people send me memes that I know they would never put out on social media, like more important people or people connected to important people. Somebody sent me one today with, um, uh, you know, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, Back in my day, I could, yeah, but bit the head off a bat, nothing happened. No, oh, you know, that kind of. <laughs> so. It's that. Uh, do you see Dalia's uh, Dalia's joke that crushed? It was it crushed on Twitter, I think. It, it crushed probably everywhere. But that, uh, how come some guy halfway around the world bit the head off a bat, and now I can't go to the gym? And it just went crazy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, at, and nobody but came the, after him. I mean, no, nobody's nobody's gonna look if 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 that's the biggest problem in someone's life right now, then they've got something wrong with yeah but john look at people are shaming other people yeah, for leaving their good. house and they don't even know why the person's leaving their house right you can leave your house just don't be an idiot yeah no and the, the shaming thing is bleh, that's fine but if you're trying to be fun so long as you're not being horrible i think you're on the money but yeah i think people want to laugh all the memes i keep getting i mean the internet is nothing but meme after meme and little clip. the internet's undefeated in a crisis it's it, it that's a fact it is crazy i mean look at the world toledo still has a world map behind him right now evidently of all the yep. coronavirus deaths it's all <laughs> i like to keep up to date of that but yeah no i think i think people really deep down are, are probably a little bit confused and so laughter is the way to go and it's it's a safe time to be unsafe a little bit i think all right that makes sense yeah i, I don't know <laughs> I disagree. No, I just um, was trying to figure out what to talk about next. <laughs> I felt like that was a great, we've done enough. For That's today. a terrible, that is the worst segue I've ever heard. Oh, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. I bet there have been some worse. Oh, been hold some on, bad. Jim. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think of what to say next, Tony. <laughs> well, it was just pure honesty. Of It was a wind yeah. down, and I was like, you know, and I don't have anything next that I really wanted to talk about. I looked at the time. We're at about 40 minutes. In the back of my head this whole time, I'm going, God, I hope this recording's good enough to use. 
Uh, yeah. Because if it isn't, we just wasted Salehi's time, and he's very important. Yeah. He's very busy not going to school. That's uh, the thing. This is school. That's what's crazy. Oh, my God. That's right. Oh, that's right. right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that's when I raised my hand. It was, it was more so when you all were talking about the normalcy thing. This, the reason my mom has offered to fly me home, and I said, "What reason?" I mean, if I mean, I'm a I'm a senior in college. All of my friends are gonna. We're all gonna go our separate ways. I'm probably not gonna see many of them for several years, if not longer. So I might as well spend. I might as well spend. Yeah, exactly. As much time as I can with them, with you know, within reason, obviously, still being safe. And then, not to mention, now that I don't have broadcast or anything else going on. This is quite literally the only thing I have going for me right now. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, it's, it's something I enjoy and it gives me a sense of normalcy that things are still, you know, okay. The, like, I, it's still God, a part of my Salehi, routine. And, if yeah. I ever said that this podcast was all I have going for me, I would yeah. run right out and rub my face in a wet market. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You know, you know who doesn't have normalcy right now? Scott Long Scott and Long. Jose Meza. <laughs> <laughs> what's scott long doing right now that's my question uh what is, probably like, throwing things at his computer <laughs> that christmas tree we should have uh scott and jose do a side like you know when the debates have the uh the four leaders and then the other two get another debate later. <laughs> they were at the kids table yeah we should have them do the, their own little two oh, don't call it the kids table that'll only this. make them more mad <laughs> yeah yeah especially because the kids on ours so like we have them they'll watch this podcast and then uh, they'll do a podcast about it together (laughs) the after the show angry about not being on the show podcast (laughs) right i think the god i hate frank show (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of those But all said and done, I think it's just the fact that this normal thing makes all of us feel a little bit like it's not so weird because it's weird right now. Yeah, it's a it's surreal. It's so surreal. It's it does feel like like you wake up and you you go, God, is was yesterday the real thing? And then you keep going and you keep feeling like you wake up and it's not going to be and we're all gonna just be outside of the dream in another day and it just is yeah. you get up and it's the same thing yet we're all breathing or a lot a lot of yeah. us are that aren't sick and <laughs> again you just go back to the sickness most of the people are mild cases uh yeah i and i got i got trashed i i uh that thing i sent to you that i don't know if you saw beforehand but dr drew on colin cowherd where mm-hmm. I actually like Colin Cowherd politically. Like he'll just bring up some kind of politics sometimes, um, but not without going too far. He just wants logic in the world. That's all he wants. Um, and I, I listened to that Dr. Drew on there. They both seemed calm and talked about it rashly. And Dr. Drew's been saying it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse because yeah. you're going to start hearing about more. It's been there the whole time. It's not. Uh, it's not new. It's just that they're they're publicly talking about it because they can talk about it because more people have been tested and right. uh all that stuff then somebody just came after me don't you know send the dr drew stuff around he, you know what he's been saying i go no, yes do you know what he's been saying right he's been saying be cautious listen to fauci the uh the doctor and i and that's great and yeah that's what he says he goes listen to cdc listen to fauci and do that and that's what he says at all at the end of the day 
he'll say, don't listen to me. Listen to Dr. Fauci. And he goes, but don't pay attention to the media because they're trying to get clicks. And yeah. there is, I 100% agree with that. It's just, it's yeah. gross. Everything that's, uh, I talked to somebody else who was talking about the media and they had talked to one of the big reporters or anchors and said, why are you doing this? And they said, well, because Trump, is saying it's fine, everything's fine, we're all gonna be fine, nobody's gonna have any problems. And they're like, we have to balance that. I go, well, if they if, if they believe that, then their distrust and dislike of Fox News, it, they can't use that as an argument because that's what Fox News does. I'm not gonna say the right. word balance, but it it counters when you hear right. the other side of stuff, and it, you, we don't have to agree with it. But that's don't use that as an argument. Just don't try and sensationalize stuff too much. But I, I think that, you know, they're just people when I've used this analogy before, you ever hang out with a, a car salesman, a, a person that's in, or just in sales, whenever they're in oh, yeah. sales, their whole life becomes sales and they don't act like a regular person anymore. They'll be at the dinner table and they'll start making a deal for you to pass yeah. the salt. And you're going, what? Well, what do you t just ask me to pass the salt? We don't have to you know, bargain here. You don't have to work me on this. And Friday at work and at the radio station, I've, I've run into this before. After 20 years in radio and Toledo and Toledo, you're going to learn this, but Toledo knows when salespeople are locked in, you could have the Nazi party ask to advertise and they wouldn't say no from a moral standpoint. If they said, we've got a hundred thousand dollars, we want to give your station. They would go, Oh, all right, let's see what they, what they've got. Uh, a slight quick story about, I endorse um, a Jeep uh, dealership here in Phoenix. And I, because I'm a Jeep guy, I've had eight Jeeps in my life. I love them. And they're like, oh, your Jeep is a great tie-in. Well, they're kind of on the outskirts of town. They're a little bit far away in a small city called Surprise, which is yeah, 30, yeah. 35 minutes from downtown, right? So I'm always saying, hey, uh, 10 minutes off the I-10 north on the 303, head west to blah, blah, blah. Well, I, on Friday, I had to do a new commercial. I'm like, I'm not real comfortable telling people to leave their houses to go to the uh, far edge of town to go get a car. Let's let's hype their online thing. So I talked to the sales lady and she goes, can't you just, why do you have to mention the coronavirus? And I'm like, because <laughs> I'm an idiot if I don't. If all of a sudden I go on the air and say, hey, everybody comply, stay home, no unnecessary interactions. But then in the commercials, I'm saying, hop in your car and go grab yourself a <laughs> brand new Jeep 35 minutes from your house. I'd look like a jackass. So she's like, oh, I guess I'll call and ask them. Her, the, the sales approach was, don't screw this up. Hitler yeah. was a good guy. Why do you have to always mention the final solution? He invented the jet engine. It was like, what's the good things that the Nazis did? Let's not talk about the bad. <laughs> and I'm like, look, it's so clear to me what your motivation is here. And that's just keep the money flowing. And who cares? what? It, why do you care? Was her essential attitude. And I'm like, oh, salespeople drive me bananas. But what about all the money they've already spent? Well, it, yeah, it's it's ridiculous to, to even try to argue with them. It's just like, no, I won't do it. I'm not putting my name on that. And they're great people. It's a great dealership. And the second she called, they're, they're like, oh, of course he shouldn't say that. Yeah. But her mentality was, I don't even want to ask. Well, that's oh, good, I, that good happens you, in, in stand-up. You know, that's the that's what happens when uh, you go do a corporate event. Well, I guess you know you know this too, uh, John, because you will host some corporate things and but they will if you if the worst two words in all of stand up are party planner and that's a that's a person who just says yes to whoever the boss is or or the client and they don't think about the reality of the situation oh we're going to the client wants to do outside in the rain 
no cover, and it's next to an airport. Well, that's a terrible idea because the, the, if they do get rained on, where are we going to go? And the airport's going to ruin all the the sound is going to ruin the stand up. Why are you doing this? Yeah. And remember I, well, the one last year when we were supposed to do something together and they're like, it's running late, but you guys can be on stage as everybody comes in. <laughs> and both of us are like, what do you want us to do? I mean, you know, you're fun and you're, they just think it just happens. Like the funnies just it's it's atmosphere more than it's anything else. And if you've destroyed it, you look like a jackass trying to, you know, quell a crowd of loud people who don't know they're walking into a comedy show. again it's the same thing you're talking about with sales it's that art when you're up there when you're on the mic your name is on it and the person who's yeah. behind it this would happen on tv when the, a writer would write something they'd write something they'd be like i don't like that i'm not comfortable with that i don't you know you don't want to say that's not funny to me but sometimes it was not funny to me i didn't get it it didn't work but they're like no it, it this is this is good i'm like but it's not funny to me if i don't believe in it I yeah. can't do it, and I can't sell you're it. You're saying that about my Belichick stuff. You're ripping my Belichick idea right listen, now. I see what you're just listen, doing. Listen, there's, uh, there's a guy who just cannot <laughs> stop texting, and he's doing all the voice memos you've ever had in your entire life all put together. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's weird, though, because it's, isn't it funny, though, how strange things get when your name's on something? Ugh. It's different. It's Changes. different even for me. Like with this, it's different. I, I bow to you on this because it's the Frank Caliendo cast. So it's like, no, and I get that. It's Frank's show. His name's on it. Respect that. And I didn't know that until I had my name on a show that it's like, it is a different mindset you can't understand until it's you. Yeah, it, it, because everything comes back. I, I, listen, here's what, when I used to do... Uh, when I first started out doing stand-up comedy, I would go on the road and the clubs would supply the uh, the MC and the middle act. And I was clean and I would ask for clean acts, but somebody would say, well, I'm clean. I would say, how clean? Well, I only say fuck twice. Like, <laughs> yeah, that means you are not clean. Um, yeah. Well, can I not, not do... Not you're clean. Yeah, you're right. Can I, can I not do my jacking off bit? No, you can't. That's, that's not clean. Does that, does it, that doesn't even sound clean. What do you, Long you, story short, so I got into radio instead. <laughs> so I started bringing my own people with me. And even when, uh, because I would get emails from people who went to the club said, you said it was going to be a clean show. I'm like, but I can't control. I wasn't at the point where I realized I could control who else was at the club with me. And that's why you now see a lot of acts just bringing their own uh, openers for them because they want to have control over the whole show because it comes back to them if they have somebody that's not that good. And I see a lot of clubs, a lot of clubs use just awful people because it's cheap. And that ruins the show. You, they can't figure out why a lot of people don't want to come to the shows and they get there late because you bring in crappy openers all the time and the people know that the first two acts or at least the first one isn't going to be good at all. So I'll bring the people with me and make sure that it is a good show from beginning to end and people like that whole show and then they'll want to go back to the comedy club. The, the clubs have done too much of that where they they uh, demean the product and the first act or second act are so much weaker that people are going I this is not this is, I feel bad for the person up there. Yeah. And it's and it's your name and mine, on yeah. it. So you, yeah, you get the hit for it. Cuz people uh, don't realize is, people don't realize that's how I could job. But people uh, people don't realize that the, you're like an independent contractor at a club. 
you go yeah. into the club and you're not part of the club. Even the MC, people think a lot of times that the they're they work for the club. Nah, they're getting paid twenty five or fifty bucks a set, depending on uh, who it is, and they just go from right. place to place or they go back to their day job during the day. So you just spent the last ten minutes explaining why Scott Long is no longer opening for you. Uh, you know what? He was he was really dirty for a while. He, yeah, he, yeah, he openly says that. I had to. I had to. He, he he tried to get it, but it was at a certain point. There were a lot of times where I was like, uh, Scott, you can't do that. And he's like, I know, I know, I know. And he would not do something, but it would still. At a certain point, you just go, Hey, it just isn't compatible right now. Even George, my super clean guy opener, he would do stuff, and we did a show in uh, at the beginning when he, he did something that. Um, it was in North Carolina. It was in Charlotte, and he did something. I got emails off of him, and his was kind of hidden. I'm just like, it's too much, and I yeah. wanted to get out of that because I didn't want to be that not known as yeah. being that clean that I can't be my full self. And that's what part scared. of the podcast is. Is yeah, I, like I, I still have some of that where I'm worried about. Oh, can I say this? Can I say that? But in the 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 thing I sent out uh, today. Uh, yesterday, if you're listening to the podcast later, I guess, or in a week, if we're still around. Uh, <laughs> but I said, as mad, and I went, holy shit! And I know I'm going to get... But it was the funniest part of the whole thing, because it's mad. Do you see that viral video with the the girl who turns into a horse? Like she's... Um, so that sounds more magical than it is. It's a guy... <laughs> it's a guy it's who's standing podcast. there. A guy and a woman are standing there. And as man, I go, hey, that's a pre-, uh, summer all. I go, that's a pretty lady right there. Sure is. And I think that's Kid Rock right there. What, what, the, so it, it devolves into this thing where she leans forward, puts her hair down, and she's the back of a horse, and he looks like he's riding it. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> see, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I like, people, where, see, I just don't have time for people who are offended by that because it's funny. It's not dirty for the sake of dirty. Right. But the best part was this. Uh, I, like, I knew it was going to work because at a certain point, <laughs> Madden, <laughs> Madden starts doing lyrics from a Kid Rock song. <laughs> <laughs> he's like you know kid rock no i don't john you know we were trying funny things we're trying different things we were smoking funny things hey holy shit where'd that horse come from <laughs> i don't know i was too mesmerized by your lyrics john <laughs> and where'd the lady go and where'd the lady go and the man's all upset he's like but he, the guy looks like a nice guy because he's tipping his hat and stuff like that but <laughs> can't be that way when there's a male lady missing. I get to see this. Oh, and I didn't have enough time, but it would have been a perfect, uh, another murder she wrote. But at the end, oh. you guys mad and I, as mad. And I don't usually laugh about the stuff I do because I usually hate myself pretty much creatively. <laughs> but I, as, as, as mad and I go, hey, Pat, you ever tried that? <laughs> Made a lady be the back of a horse? <laughs> Have you ever ridden a lady who's pretending to be the big And then Summerall, as Summerall, I just said, we'll be right back after this message from True Value Hardware. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> like he had to get out of it. Oh, God, I'm loving myself right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm Alf. I kill me. It's the, uh, it's the Troy McClure line of the greatest line in The Simpsons where it comes back from commercial. And Troy McClure's laughing hysterically on a date with Selma. And he goes, <laughs> that's the best story I've ever heard. Now you t- <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we've, I think we've, uh, I'm hoping this works because this was, this was fun. Uh, a little bit different. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit because we can't go 
back and forth. We have to pause and listen to each other a little bit more, which we'll probably learn from. Um, but we can't. We we can't. Salehi. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else written down? To be honest, favorite part to be, of the show. To be honest with you, we honestly didn't talk very much about references today because it was more just on current things with the coronavirus. The only one that I can recall was the wimpy one. That's the only yeah. one that I so I had McClure? written down. Okay, I guess I missed that one. No, oh, I for God's sake. <laughs> Phil Hartman, I, are you familiar with Phil Hartman? No, oh, my God, my heart, my heart just broke. Okay, no, no. I'm not telling Frank. You can tell him off the air. I'm done. Troy McClure, newscaster on The Simpsons. Uh, okay. Who's, uh, you no, he was you might actor. remember me was, from episode yeah. number 35. Yeah. Played by Don't fool yourself, Billy. <laughs> that cow would eat you and everyone you care about. Yeah, no, I rec- I recognize the voice. I just, I guess, I wasn't familiar with the character's name. Oh, don't make it up now. No, I, I, I do enjoy The Simpsons. I guess I just didn't know his oh, name. Troy McClure. You, just remember, he watches it passively. Uh, passively. There you go. That's true. And, he, and now it sounds like he watches it passive aggressively. <laughs> Another great Troy. McClure. You need to watch Troy McClure because it's the. Uh, Hey, kids, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such movies as Smoke Yourself Thin. (laughs) I love Troy McClure. Yeah, uh, uh, Phil Hartman as well. One of the greatest impressionists to ever not quite sound like somebody, but you believed it 100%. He built a better person out of whoever the impression was. You wanted his impression to be the person he was doing more than the person he was doing. He was... Literally, I don't have any idols. He's as close as you can get. The oh, ultimate wow. utility player on Saturday Night Live oh. just un- could play the everyman. He's, when, yeah. when Chris Farley would do the motivational speaker, but your mother and I, <laughs> this yeah. is Matt Foley. He's been in the basement smoking <laughs> cigarettes. It's just, just great. Yeah, he's so brilliant. And then as we found out from the Lovitz interview on this podcast, which I'm sure you're going to start putting those up as we go into Weirdness Week 2, uh, he actually said that it was uh, Phil Hartman was was the you know the uh, the setup hitter for the team, but was truly the manager. Like yeah. he was the behind the scenes brilliance of everything, and never ever took front stage. And he was a little he bit knew. older than everybody else too, so yeah. he had that kind of. Uh, he was yeah. at the time, I think, the oldest uh, Silent yeah. Life uh, member cast member ever. Um, Salehi's uh, homework is as tr- Troy McClure clips on the internet because you okay. if you don't laugh at those you're dead inside. Yeah, Troy McClure got it. His timing yeah. was incredible and just Perfect. so funny and lovable and um, yeah. and the Lovitz episode and some of these other other episodes are going to be coming out soon. We're working on the animation so when we put Lovitz out uh, basically in the next week or so, which is one of my favorite episodes. Um, awesome. Adam Ray is. Uh, which is odd because we don't need him in town, but I guess he got out of L.A. to try and get away from that weirdness, and he's out around us now, um, not within six feet. Um, but he's out. He's he. We might have him call in this week and do something as well, just depending on everybody's schedules or technological uh, abilities. Beautiful. All right, guys, great job. I hope the audio is good enough. Uh, Toledo, I'm going to need you to walk with me through emailing it to you. <laughs> right. I've already forgotten. <laughs> So uh, great for uh, for Scott Long and Jose Meza. <laughs> we love you. We'll miss you. Goodbye. So I do have a question for you guys, real quick. Is this after uh, the podcast? Is this after podcast the podcast. Or, after, oh, okay. the po- after the podcast. Okay, I'm still rolling. If, it's, if you if you say, does this look infected? I'm hanging up. No. 
this is the first time I, I've ever experienced something like this. Somebody actually reached out to me in order to contact you guys because oh, wow. they, quote, could not get a hold of you guys. Or I think he said Scott wouldn't answer the SOB. And, of course, it's, a, it's an impression request. And it's just like, oh, no. yeah, it's just like. I think it was. Uh, I mean, I don't even want to. I don't even almost want to ask because uh, I feel like that's fulfilling him. But um, now you have to. Uh, here we go. Okay, hey man, could you do me a favor and tell Frank? Okay, that's even worse. Tell me. Um, <clears throat> uh, to ask the guys if Scott sounds like Jonah Hill. Sob never got back to me. Well, if he sounds like Jonah Hill to that guy, he probably kind of does <laughs> sound like does. Jonah Hill. You don't need us yeah. to, to verify. <laughs> no, that's what I'm like. What? Like, I'm sorry. Yes. No, you're incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> I, Next. When, when I hear it, I, I'm, you know what? I'm not telling. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to keep that to myself. Well, that's what I'm saying, too, because, yeah, I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to you know, reward this guy on the podcast by asking, because then at last thing I want is for people to think, oh, I can just reach out to. I guess any oh yeah, that's you know podcast. what? This is all in, and you are the official. That's a guy, diplomat of ambassador. You're the ambassador of the Caliendo show, the Caliendo podcast. I don't even know the name of the Caliendo. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is we're talking on right now. You may oh, remember fuck. me from the Holmberg's Morning Sickness. <laughs> Everything except the Caliendo cast. <laughs> all right. uh, that's yuck. good. I'm going to press stop. Great job. Good. All right. Rack us, we're out.